Welcome to Educate to Elevate, the Home Educators Hub, the podcast dedicated to helping you unlock the full potential of home education. Welcome to Educate to Elevate, everyone. It's been seven episodes. It kind of seems to me, Carmen, that it's been like a hundred episodes. I think you and I have been having this conversation for years. And just the fact that we're just recording it and putting it out there for everyone else to listen into our conversations. But to me, it just seems like we've been talking about it for years and and building this knowledge together. And so I'm excited to be here again with you. Um, What's going on in your life this week? Oh, well, I've had everyone at home. So we get the whole week off for Thanksgiving break. And that's been great. But you know, also very busy for me. And um, I've been thinking a lot about the things that we've been talking about. It is an ongoing conversation and it, and it's just so, I think such a wide scope of nuances to sort and try and organize and tackle uh, just a little bit at a time to make it digestible. And I think just felt myself really impacted by the conversations and by the research and um, continual growth and learning and also just really excited to be here. Well, before we jump into our conversation for this week, I do want to share with our community that we are having a boy. So we had the gender reveal and... It's exciting because my son and his wife have two little girls who we adore. So we're really happy and grateful that this happened during our Thanksgiving week and that we can just say thank you for that life that has joined our family. Yay. Uh, Congratulations. So now we're going to have four girls and four boys in the grandchildren arena. So we're going to be very balanced and that's going to be fun. That said, we also mentioned in our last episode when we were talking about nurture versus nature and we were talking about the things that we really don't want to waste time or spend time in and changing or modifying in our lives because these are things that God built into our life that are beautiful and that we need to learn to love and accept. And you talked a lot about self-acceptance and and the things that we do want to spend time and energy in looking for transformation. And one of those things was healing from trauma, which is something we promote a lot here in our podcast, but also the building of character. And I wanted to touch a little bit on some aspects around building character and what does that look like? I think that sometimes we mention character and we don't really know what we're referring to or talking about. And every one of us has a different idea of what character is. A long time ago, I started um, studying the boundaries books of Dr. John Townsend and Dr. Harry Cl- Henry Cloud, and they have really transformed my life. They've been very, very transformative. Um, I think the first book that I read was um, Boundaries with Children, and this was a time where 
I was having some difficulties with a strong-willed child of mine, and I was looking for resources uh, and help, and I came upon his book, and I loved it. I loved the book because it was very practical, but also because it really dealt with a different side of discipline and correction that was about building character more than just correcting the bad behavior, but of giving uh, children the tools they need to structure good behavior. It's not about just correcting the symptom or Mm -hmm. what's happening now, but of Mm -hmm. really building the inner strength and ability and knowledge that you need to correct that behavior eventually on your own, right? Because the emphasis is I am raising a future adult and the future is now. And so I learned a lot from that book, but I want to tell you, Carmen, mostly I learned for myself, not to apply with my child that I was having trouble with, but of really saying, well, wait a minute. I really need to do some introspection and asking some self-reflection questions because I want to make sure that I have those tools, that I'm doing that work in myself first. And so since then, this was, I don't know, 20 years ago, um, it has been that journey of building these tools in my own life, but also teaching them to others as I experienced it with my own children and beyond uh, with uh, lots of women that are seeking these transformative experiences and growth in their own lives. I always tend to go back to these three things because they're so foundational in uh, building who we truly are. And I'm just going to mention the three, and then um, I would like us to converse a little bit more about it and see, you know, what you think. And so basically, these three pillars are the ability to love and receive love, the ability to take responsibility for what you have control over in your life, and then the ability to understand freedom. As we describe these three very quickly, The ability to receive love and give love has to do with the fact that you don't live in this life by yourself. You live this life in community, whatever that might look to you, uh, what experiences you've had, but you live in community, you live in cooperation um, with other people. And so it's about realizing that the world really doesn't spin around you, right? That there's others that you need to uh, take into consideration. Also, the importance of showing the fruit of your love. We're very good at sometimes expressing verbally that we love somebody, but when when it comes time to showing them, that's a little bit harder, right? And so it's about the that love having fruit, tangible fruit that people can um, experience. Um, the other day, I don't know if I mentioned already in one of our episodes, but I want to repeat it today because I was very impressed by just something I was scrolling in Instagram and it just caught my attention. And this man was saying, what should you answer when somebody tells you they love you? 
And I thought, well, that's interesting. What should you answer? Because usually our response is, I love you too, or I love you more, you know? And he was saying, that's not a good answer. You should answer, I feel loved by you. And it really touched me. It moved my heart. It was like, wow, that that communicates a whole new level, right, of, of that giving and receiving of love. That's hard to explain because love means such a different thing to each person. But when you put it in the context of giving and receiving, of expressing and being able to feel it, it has to do with what am I willing to put out there so that other people feel that I love them, not just hear that I love them. And then when it comes to responsibility, our tendency in our mind is always to go to the tasks, right? We define responsibility as the ability to finish a job or to do what we promise to do or to finish our list of chores or finish our homework on time and turn it in on time. We give it that context of finishing a chore. But in this context, responsibility has to do with those things that define you and only belong to you when it comes to boundaries. And those things are your emotions, your talents, your strengths, your gifts, your decisions, your loves, who you give your love to, who you decide to love. Um, All of those things fall within the realm of your control and your identity and who you are. And those only belong to you. And we can teach a whole class on that. But we've been talking about it for the last six episodes. You know, these things are really your responsibility. And then when it comes to freedom, what the premise is that every human being is born to be free, free to make their own choices and decisions. But when it comes to the word freedom, in this context, what we're saying is, yes, you have the ability and responsibility and, you know, freedom to make any choice you want to make. And within that ability, you also build in the skill of discerning how that choice is going to affect positively or negatively your own person as you love yourself and accept yourself, but also the other people that do life with you. And so it's okay to make any decision that you want. Nobody should you know, rule what, what decision you're going to make for your own life. But you always, as you build character, you take into consideration more and more whether that's going to be harmful or beneficial for you and for those you love. And if you concentrate on building those three, just those three, because there's a lot, many more things that we can talk about character, but if we build that foundation, then it's going to trickle into many, many areas of our lives, most areas of our lives, because uh, these three just affect every single thing we do every moment of every day. And that's how transcendent they are. So 
um, we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording, and I'm really interested in getting your perspective on these three character building pillars. The phrase, a woman of character, popped into my mind as I was listening to you. And I started thinking about women of character, who I admire, and what does that really mean? What does it mean when we say, oh, she's a woman of character? And I think we would all have our own little different nuances in in the definition, but I think collectively we tend to think of someone, a woman who has faced and traveled through adversity in some way. I think we think of a woman who is mature and wise. We think of someone who is able to have discernment and discuss decisions. We think of someone who is um, emotionally very strong. I think of women who are empowered and self-actualized and who are good models of self-acceptance, self-compassion, and self-love and making the decision to continually pursue those things. I don't necessarily think of someone who looks perfect or who is perfect. Mm -hmm. I think of women who are authentic enough and themselves enough that they're okay not Mm -hmm. being perfect. They're okay with the strengths that they have and not feeling like they need to have all of the strengths. I definitely think of women who have loved their families well. Yeah. I think of women who I admire how they have raised their children and how their children exhibit the fruits of that love by being confident to pursue life and have been able to have the confidence to overcome adversity. I feel very fortunate right now to have quite a list of women of character that I know personally. I'm realizing that can be a very privileged place because I do know women who have not had that experience and it's greatly affected them and their ability to to trust enough to sort of reach out and and have those friendships. So that's the first thing I think that I'm trying to sort of wrap my head around is that, sorry, I got a little overwhelmed and emotional. I love that you're saying that because immediately I thought, I can be that for somebody, right? We can be that for each other because that's true. Not everybody had a grandmother like we had, or everybody had a mother like we have definitely in my walk in life. I've met all sorts of women coming from all sorts of backgrounds, but that's what's great about life Mm -hmm. is that there's always opportunities to make up for things as long as you still have the time, as long as you're still breathing. And that you can be that for somebody right now, even as an adult and living in this community where you're giving and receiving love from each other and teaching people 
how to receive that love. Um, I remember when I first started working with human trafficking survivor leaders, and of course, they were completely standoffish. They're like, they, they don't trust anybody. Can you imagine the amount of trauma they've lived and all people taking advantage of them at every turn, every time? So the lack of trust is acute. You know, and so when I first started building relationships with them, it was about just showing up, just being there. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how you treat me and it doesn't matter what you say to me and it doesn't matter because you know where it's coming from, right? It's not that you're just going to take whatever from whoever, it's where God puts you. But in this situation, for me, it was about just a learning experience of just saying, you know what, it's worth putting up with this stuff for now, because there's going to be that fruit of that extending of the hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, with some, it was very quick. Their their spirit was just moved. Their Their minds were just ready to receive. With some, it took years, years of just showing up and showing up and keeping promises and being there. And I think that at many levels, we can all be that to somebody, yes, to somebody else. So I love that you said that immediately. I thought, gosh, I hope for the rest of my life that I can be that for somebody that God puts in my path and that I can decide I can show up for you. I I can be there for you. I can sit in the trenches with you. I can cry with you. I can laugh with you. This is okay. We can be that for each other as we build character together. Because character you build until the day you die. It's it's not like a formula and now you're done, right? We are always learning how to love more people, (laughs) you know? And there's different types of characters and temperaments and styles of people that we run into. And it's going to take new skills to be able to build community with new people. And we also have different levels of responsibility as we lean into new seasons in life. So this season that I am today where I'm no longer raising children and I no longer have anybody to really care for and my husband and I are alone and we're learning how to live as empty nesters has brought a new level of responsibility uh, and dealing with emotions and decisions and that are completely different than the decisions we were making even two years ago. So this is a continuous uh, journey. And so thank you for saying that because it just really moved the conversation in a different direction. I love it. Yeah. And that's what I love about conversations. You know, I, I, even though they're such huge topics and we're trying to wrap our own thoughts around this and how to communicate and, and keep in mind, especially in a podcast, that it's an open conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our listeners are, are participating in one way or the other. You know, I think about the importance of community, especially a community of support and encouragement as you are growing. And stepping into taking responsibility for 
the things you're responsible in your journey of mm-hmm. transformation and growth and self-acceptance and all of that. Yeah. Um, because that can be a really painful journey. It's mm-hmm. not easy to have to face things and say, okay, maybe at the time I had no control over those things as a child, for example. Mm-hmm. But now I, I'm learning and knowing better. And I've gotten to the point where I know it is my responsibility to decide how I'm going to move forward with my life. Am I going to remain in the position of victimhood and choose that language? Or am I going to move in the position of empowerment and choose that? So I see those three pillars that you talked about, about building character of giving and receiving love, accepting responsibility. It's, it's responsibility for, like you said, the things you didn't have control over, the things you can't control, being responsible enough to say, it's not my job to control those things. Mm-hmm. And, and really accepting, oof, what, what do I have control over? You know, And then I see the freedom as as full empowerment, the freedom to deeply know and understand that relationships involve self-sacrifice many times, and at minimum, a lack of selfishness. Because if you're really just living for yourself and a completely selfish life, then you're going to surround yourself with people who want those kind of relationships and are reflecting that back to you. Hmm. I think I went yeah. off on, on a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> you, you know how my brain works, but I'm, I'm just, it kind of all works together. This elevating yourself and becoming a woman of character, all of those things work together and it's really complicated to talk about. Yeah. No, but you're right. I mean, I was thinking as you were talking that the reality is that life is going to throw us a lot of curves. This is just a broken world that we live in and broken things happen. And many of those broken things happen during our childhoods. And we Mm -hmm. don't have control over those things. We would have loved to have been able to say no to things. You know, I always think how simplistic it is. Just say no. Remember when that campaign came with the drugs? And it seems pretty simple. But when you're a child, how was I supposed to say no? There there was just no way. I didn't have the maturity. I didn't have the capacity, the strength. That It depends on what it was thrown at you. And uh, I was thinking as you were talking that when I first started talking about my sexual abuse, the hardest thing for me to really come out and talk to people about it and share my testimony around it was, what are people going to think about my parents? Because my parents were pillars in a community that, and that meant a lot to me. You know, they were pastors and leaders in many different areas. And I was a little scared about sharing this experience with other people because it was about that was what are people going to think about me what are they going to think about my parents and eventually I had to get to a point where it was more important to be able to share so that more people could be benefited from the testimony but also 
because I needed the freedom to say that, you know what, it doesn't matter what people think. This is a reality. This is what happened to me and it molded me. And a lot of who I am is, is attached to that. And so I have to have that freedom to just talk about it. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. But also discerning and spending some time with it and deciding there's really nothing that my parents could have done to prevent this abuse. Um, it, it just happened, and it was somebody that everybody trusted. There was just a lot of trust around that relationship. And so really, we can always go back and say, if I did that, if I had done this, if I had done that. And my parents have gone through that, you know, questioning themselves. And I, I remember the first conversations I had with my dad about it. Um, I mean, he was he would cry because he wished he could have had the power in some way to prevent the pain in me or somebody hurting me, where he had dedicated all of his life to making sure nobody hurt me, right? And so I have been privileged to be able to walk my healing journey surrounded by people that love me and that have supported me and have been there for me. And I know that not everybody gets this opportunity so that I can decide to be that for somebody that doesn't have it in their intimate family or at the moment doesn't feel like I did for many years that they can share it with anybody in their in that particular space that seems daunting I want to believe there's always people in the world that are there and they want to love you through it and they want to walk it with you through it and are willing to take your hand and it makes such a difference to go through transformative experiences that are deeply painful when you know that you have unconditional love attached to it. And that's why it's so important to build this aspect of character. And it's not just about giving the love. It's about receiving the love, Carmen, yeah. because women... We have such a hard time just receiving the love, right? Even from people that love us and have loved us for a long time. Just taking the compliment, just taking the applause, just taking... It's so hard for us to just say, thank you for loving me. No, it's always like, oh, no big deal. Oh, it was nothing. Oh, you know, and, and we deflect when people try to express... I think that's been one of the journeys that I've been on and that I have really enjoyed and in being intentional about, you know, I'm just going to take it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to let people take care of me because I'm such a control freak, Carmen. I am. I like to be in control of everything. So I like to be the giver, right? That comes <laughs> easy. I've had to teach myself, like, I'm just going to come to my daughter's house and I'm going to sit down and let her feed me. You know, I don't have to come to her house and clean the kitchen and make the meal. No, this is her house. It's her turn to show her love, appreciation, whatever to me. And I need to just sit and be grateful. And that's been a learning experience for me. But that also has to do with building character because it's not just about giving the love. It's about learning to receive it. 
and learning to receive it in the way people are naturally connected or built to give it to you, right? Some people are going to be gift givers. Some people are going to be word givers. Some people just want to be in your presence. Other people are going to be hug givers, you know? And so let's learn to receive that love from people in the way that they're showing it to us. And let's learn to appreciate it. And I think that that's such an important part of building character. I agree. I think from the very beginning, not I think, I know when we were talking about these three pillars, that's, that's been such a journey for me too, is accepting love. And I think that that's, there's just a really strong connection between having experienced sexual abuse as a child and being able to, you know, really receive love because that mm-hmm. affects your um, entire sense of self worth. And I shared when we were talking about this, that my sexual abuse started when I was a toddler. You don't even have any, you have no capacity to process like what is self-worth? What is self-esteem? These are things deep, deep, so deep in your self-conscious that Mm -hmm. just being able to realize, wow, I can't accept, really accept love because I don't feel that I'm worthy of it, really. It takes a lot of time and and therapy and (laughs) painful conversations and support and persistent unconditional love, whether it's from yourself or someone else, to even get to that point. But interestingly, as we're talking about the pillars, what I'm really thinking about how the growth, self-acceptance, self-compassion, self-love, and that piece of responsibility and freedom and building character, how they go together is sort of the difference between knowing and doing. One of the things that I tend to do around painful topics or growth processes or or even sometimes emotions that are still difficult for me is to just hyper intellectualize them and like go down these researching rabbit trails and I can just talk circles around it. I learn all the vocabulary words and I tell myself like I'm processing this verbally, you know, that's (laughs) like knowing about it, right? Just, just Mm -hmm. to get like super basic, like we all know how to lose weight. Even even as we've had to relearn some of those things, as our hormones change and, and menopause, you have to learn a different way. Okay, we know it. The information is out there. Now, here's where the huge gap is between the knowing and the doing. And that's, mm. that's where character building lives, is in that walking it out mm. to, to the doing. It's why it takes so long and such intentionality to undo a habit, especially if it's a habit of mind, and build a new habit. But that's the building of character, and that's true true empowerment. And it takes all of the pieces that we've been talking about. It takes the piece of understanding your emotions, being able to communicate them to yourself and to everyone else, understanding those habits of mind and the those abilities that your brain has to rebuild 
um, those synapses between your emotions and your thoughts and bringing that balance. And I think all of those uh, things that we've been talking about really culminate in what we've called elevate yourself in preparing for our ultimate goal of raising exceptional world changers, right? And I think that's the goal of every parent the day they start um, in saying, I'm, I want to do this well. I want to do well for this child. So I've enjoyed these last conversations around preparing that foundation in walking into our ultimate mission, which is really uh, bringing together a community of parents that are thinking about homeschooling or already taking the leap with homeschooling or that are wanting to work together with whatever school system they have chosen for their children in being active participating in the education of their children at home, right? Not leaving the whole responsibility (laughs) for the teacher in school, but bringing some of those responsibilities home so that you are the one that is producing that love of learning that love of deep uh, understanding, and then they're taking that to the classroom, which is an incredible blessing for the teacher, right? It's like, if, if I have students in my classroom that understand deep learning, that are able to go into great conversations, that know how to ask good questions, that have critical thinking skills and mindfulness are, you know, already working that out. If all of that is happening at home and that student comes to my classroom, that's the student that I want. And that only happens at home. And sometimes we're wanting to kind of leave that responsibility in the school. And so I'm excited to be reaching out to parents that are saying, hey, I want to retake that. I want to bring it back to the home so that I can be an active participant in the education of my child and take on that responsibility. So any of those types of parents are very welcome to our community, and we're excited to start moving into some of those themes that will connect this foundational piece to how does that look like when we're educating our children? And we want to go more than just parenting tips. We want to go deeper than that because uh, our children are not things. They're living creatures that are in constant movement and development. I remember the first time that we invited somebody to our school to teach us on quality control. So we were about to do our accreditation. And if you're an educator out there and you've ever gone through accreditation, you know what that is. And so I invited a consultant and paid quite a bit of money to get trained on quality control. And so after he gave all of his conferences, I was just staring at him the whole time thinking, oh my gosh, I think this was a waste of money, right? I just kind of threw this money away because he was talking about quality control in the basis of 
creating things. And so at the end, I said, well, that would all work perfectly if we had a machine where we threw a bunch of glass on this side and a Coca-Cola bottle filled with fizz would come out at the other end of the machine. Well, guess what? That's not the way raising kids go. You don't throw a baby on this side and create a responsible world changer adult on the other side. It just doesn't, it's not that black and white. It's super hard and super complicated and has so many nuances. They would have invented a machine long ago if they could, but they can't because we're human beings. Mm -hmm. And so here at the Home Educator Institute, it's about that. It's about let's figure this together and let's see what are all those complexities? Like, what are you living right now? Because maybe there's somebody else that's also living it and maybe we already went through it. And if we didn't, we'll figure out who has and we'll bring them along so that they can join the conversation because there's always going to be more, always. And so I'm excited for you to share a little bit about what plans we have to start moving forward with um, going deep with our vision and mission for Home Educator Institute, starting with our Facebook group who you, that you manage. Yes. I want to just invite you, if you haven't already, come join our public Facebook group. It has the same title as our podcast. Um, and we're really at the founding level right now. And what I love about this collaboration um, with you, Rita, is that I think it's really setting the tone for how we're approaching all of this. So I, I definitely want our um, Facebook community to be just that, a community. And I want it to be super collaborative um, with give and take. You know, we've chosen the bee and the beehive as our sort of symbol and metaphor for how we envision doing things around here. Um, so join our group, pay attention. I'll, I'm going to be sending out some inquiries for conversation. I want to start um, introducing and celebrating the women of character that have joined. And I think I really want to start a conversation there about focusing on our strengths. You know, you mentioned in our last podcast, um, the author, Marcus Buckingham, and I want to dig in there because here's the thing, the two things. The strongest determining factor of a healthy, self-actualized, confident child growing into this world-changing adult is a strong, healthy, deeply connected relationship with their parents. The number one determining factor of academic success in whatever academic arena you decide for your child is the best is parent involvement in the education. That means they're learning. It doesn't mean making something for the bake sale. It doesn't mean, did you go to open house that year? That's, that's kind of all part of it, but it's that daily involvement in what are you learning? Let's keep, let's get excited about learning. I want you to see me as a lifelong learner, right? That is why investing in yourself is a wise investment for you mm. and your family. 
It seems counterintuitive to invest more time in yourself, but that's an investment that's going to yield exponential dividends. So come join us in Facebook. I'm Educate to Elevate, and um, I'm really excited to keep this conversation going. Yes, I'm excited too. Thank you for following us. Thank you for being a part of this community. Let's keep doing life together. Thanks for joining the conversation. Please comment, like, and share if you're as passionate as us when it comes to elevating and educating children and youth. Want to reach us? Connect on social at Home Educator Institute.